Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Why don't you welcome someone to church today? Just look at them and say you're welcome. God bless you. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing fine. You're looking good. Even if I can't see your face clearly, God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So how many of us know what we are talking about today? How many of us maybe saw it online and wondered, like, what, what can they be speaking about? Is there anyone that knows what we are speaking about today? Yes? Go on. Give me. Deem or fool. Deem or fool. Deem as in D-I-M or fool. So my question to you today is, what? What, are we, what do you think we are talking about? What does deem or fool mean? What can you deem? light. Hallelujah. God bless you. You know, and this message today is one of those things that I want you to take critical notes of because God is sending a message to his church. God is sending a message to God's Favorite House Canada and it is for each and every one of us. I want you to open your hearts and receive what God is saying to you and be the best that you will be. I pray God himself will touch you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, it says, Arise Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. God is saying, Arise God's favorite house, Canada. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. The Amplified Translation says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. You know, a lot is going on in the world. And what I had the Spirit of God telling me clearly is to mention to each and every one of you that you should stop dimming your light. Stop Dimming your light. Okay, do you know what dim means? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know the meaning of dim? Reduce. So I went to check. I said dim. Like, why, what's the of, why are you using dim? And I went to check the meaning of dim. Dim means not shining brightly or clearly. Or less bright or to become less. And I think that explains it clearly. Stop being less so that the world will be comfortable. I don't know why the message is coming today. For different people, it's going to mean different things. But I pray that the Spirit of God himself will teach you what you need to do next. This is urgent. It is not something you are going to procrastinate about. It is something you need to start working on as we speak. And I pray the God of heaven will help you in the name of Jesus. And while I was praying, I was like, so how do we explain this dimming of light? And the Spirit of God led me through some critical truths or facts that we should know as children of God just for the purpose of this message and for what he wants to pass to you. The first one is, the dimmed light can be extinguished by the pressures of life. Let me explain that to you. How many of us ever have ever used a lantern before? How many of us know what a lantern is? Lantern, do you know what it is? Let me ask you a question. Okay, are there, is, there, is there anyone, okay, Carrie, do you know a lantern? You know it's okay. Is there anyone that doesn't know a lantern? The younger generation, they won't know. They won't know, no. In the old generation, there was lamp. You know those rechargeable lamps? Touch lights. In our days, it was lantern. Now, let me ask you guys a question. How do you switch off a lantern? can't remember. What do you do first? You dim it. Then you blow it. If the lantern is full, can you blow it off? So the analysis the Holy Spirit gave it to me. If you no, know, that means the kerosene, kerosene in that lantern is low. For it to be full, and you can blow it off. Is that your mouth, the air comes <laughs> You should not be able to blow off a properly filled, like kerosene-filled lantern that is full. But guess what? When you want to switch it off, we dim it. You know you can't switch it off like this. So you have to dim it, then you blow it out. God is saying to us today that we need to stop dimming our lights. What happens is, just like the case of the lantern, you know, the Bible says we are the light of the world. A lot of times, just so we are among, just so... You know, we can be accepted. Just to be politically correct, a lot of times, what do we do? Reduce our light. We dim it. But what God is saying is, if you are not careful, when the pressures of life, co- of life comes, when darkness comes, 
it can extinguish your light. That's the pressure. When they come, the light is off. Why? You dimmed it from the start. I don't know what that means to each and every one of us today, but God is saying to you, stop dimming your light. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3, it says, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. The Gentiles cannot come to a dim light. It says, and kings to the brightness of the horizon. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. I want us to just, we are going to be saying declarations as we go on each point. You are going to be saying after me, I will give, lead you through some declarations and you just pray for a few seconds, then we move on. So I am going to say in the mighty name of Jesus, Gentiles shall come to my light and kings to the brightness of my rising. In the name of Jesus, I will stop dimming my light in the name of Jesus. I am going to shine forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Gentiles will come to my light. People will see the light of God. They will see Christ Jesus in me and they will come to my light in the name of Jesus. So it shall be in Jesus' mighty name. I want to encourage us to write these things down. If you can, or go watch the message again and pray it when you get home. Take your time. I've prayed my own. When I was praying the message, I prayed it. You know, so I'll be very fast because I don't want the message to take too long. You know, so pray. Take time to pray these things and God himself will hear you in Jesus' name. The second point is this. You need to take note of this and don't forget this. You must, in fact, for the next few weeks, we should be talking about, we should be, you know, we should keep mentioning this. The world doesn't turn down its darkness. So stop turning down the light. The world does not turn down its darkness. It's in your face. It's in your face. How many of us know what I'm saying? The world does not turn down its darkness. I watched the movie recently and I was shocked with what I saw. So I saw it was a Christmas or something, one kind of funny movie and there was an angel in the movie. And I told my wife, the way this angel is behaving, the angel is not behaving, he's behaving like LGBT somebody. I'm like, why is this angel behaving like this? Male angel doing like this. I'm like, what this angel? And then we looked at the purpose of the angel in the movie was to come and tell a guy that someone that died, the angel brought the person back to life and now says, the person was not meant to have married a, a, a man. It was a lady. I should have married another woman. That she was in love with a woman. That was his purpose. It was sent by God. And we as believers, we say, oh, I want to be correct. I don't want uh, Let's be nice. We have to respect people's feelings. Bloody, useless. What feelings? It's in your face. It's in our faces. And we are turning down our own light. You know, when I came to Canada, the year I came in, it was still the time that people were saying a lot of happy holiday. How many of us remember? In 2015, in Christmas, during Christmas, don't say Merry Christmas. You say, happy holidays. I made up my mind. I said, I'm not doing The first time I came out, I said, hey, I'll go to this. Everybody, happy holidays. I said, okay. The second year, I said, I will not do this. I will say Merry Christmas. And I started going, when I go to a store, and I'm going to say, Merry Christmas. Why should I not say Merry Christmas? People, possibly, if you ask him that, oh, Christmas, what's Christmas? Say it's about Jesus. Why are we afraid to say the name of Jesus at work? But when people are new age, these new age people, they are free to come and talk to you about it, right? People that are going to drink, they'll talk to you about it at work. Why can't you say, I went to church? Oh, and they told us this in church. We keep turning down the light. God is saying, no. The world is not turning down its darkness. It's in our faces. We need to stop turning down the light. A lot of times we are turning down the light because of fear. Sometimes it's even unnecessary fear because you even get in trouble. Sometimes opportunities have come our ways to preach the gospel, but we are still afraid. God has created the opportunity. You will not be thinking of laws that are non-existent. I've heard some really lost some. I've heard people say something. I'm like, ah, this thing is not in Canadian. It's not even in any country. What are you saying? Is there any law against praying for someone that you ask first and says they should pray for you? I don't understand. Is there any law like that? But why are we afraid to, to pray for other people? The Bible says, this signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. How do you do that if we don't exercise it? 
God is saying to us today, the world doesn't turn down its darkness. Please stop turning down your light. You see the Buddhists, different religions, they are up there proud. Of, I would get parade, they parade on the streets. Why can't you have believers go on the street and say, glory be to Jesus, glory be to Jesus. Why are you afraid to say Jesus? If I tell you to go to the office and just shout Jesus. You know, that's why God has chosen. That's why some people are enjoying God in another dimension. I know I talk about my dad alone, but it's what I've seen. I pray your children will talk about you, your experience with God the way I talk about my father. What will your children say about you? My father will enter an office and say, glory be to Jesus. Don't talk. No, have they arrested him before? He just not say, God bless you in Jesus' name. Why are you turning out Jesus? We'll go to a restaurant with you say, let's go down. Father, I thank you for this beautiful meal. Initially, when I was younger, it used to affect me. I'm like, how can this man in the restaurant? But when God, you know, as I kept dying, God kept helping me. But now, I'm a changed man. You go to a restaurant, let's pray. Well, I've, I've met few families. Thank God for the families in this church. You guys are unique. When we want to pray, I like the way the reaction is. Like, the reaction is not, I've met other people, and when you want to pray, they will look at you like, how would we pray here? But most of you, I don't know that you are shy to show that you are embarrassed to pray in the uh, restaurant. But at least most of you that have taken to restaurants by God's grace, you've acted okay, like, feel comfortable. When you go with your children to eat, pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, I don't think you should shout too much. You get what I'm saying? But you need to say it out. Say, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this meal. Please bless and sanctify it. In Jesus' name. Then you teach them to take the culture on. But what happens as believers? We go somewhere, you don't want to talk. You are not, you are able to tell your children, keep your voices down. You are children of God. Forget about it. For a lot of some of us, maybe it's the color. Forget it. You are a child of God. That's what matters. Feel free to express and, and, and you know, propagate the kingdom of God here on earth. Tell people your own experience with Jesus. When your friends are telling you about how they went to drink, tell them that, you know what, I was really down and God healed me. Or someone said in the church last week that they were sick and God healed them. Let, that be, let them chase you and let them know you for that. We'll get, we'll get to what, what I'm saying later on. But let's, let's quickly move on. So we're going to say together, I receive the grace to light up the darkness. In Jesus' name, I receive the grace to light up the darkness in Canada, to light up the darkness in London, Ontario. I will shine my light. I want to be weird. I don't want to be normal again. I don't want to be politically correct again. I want to take the light of God to this city. I want to take the light of God to Ontario. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The world does not turn down its darkness. I will no longer turn down my light. I will let the light shine bright. In the name of Jesus, so it shall be. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, second, we'll jump to the next one now, but I, I want to just read the scripture for that particular one. Second Corinthians 4, 5 to 6. Second Corinthians 4, chapter 4 from verse 5 to 6. It says, remember, our message is not about ourselves. We are proclaiming Jesus Christ, the master. All we are, all we are is messengers, errand runners from Jesus for you. It started when God said, light up the darkness. And our lights filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. It started when Jesus said, light up the darkness. Jesus is saying to us today, light up the darkness. When your friend tells you, you know, I've been sick or my mom has been sick, please, you can ask. There's nothing wrong in saying, can I pray for you? If they say no, then that's it. But if they say yes, please feel free to pray. You are not God. You are not the one to do the miracle. When the Bible says this, signs shall follow. You know that thing? I look at that scripture and I'm like, wow. But let me, you guys, let me tell you something. Do you know, to enjoy the miraculous, the easiest way to enjoy the, 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 the supernatural is through evangelism. How many of us know that? Evangelism is one of the, is the easiest way, is a way to engage the supernatural. Every time I have dealt with an unbeliever, even before I knew God so much, and I had called on the name of God as a way of showing them, showing them Jesus Christ, the, the answer was always speedy. Every time. Like, there's, there's no time I've ever challenged, anyone has ever challenged God, and I've prayed for the person and God did not show forth. So it is not your job. 
One of my, my good my friends, you know, while, while, while we were still in Oshawa, he shared a testimony with me. He said in Canada, he just came to Canada. At that time, he was even a refugee. He came to Canada as a refugee then. So he was still trying to settle in, get himself together. Then he went for a program. While he was at the program, he saw, um, I think it was, a, it was a very popular pastor. Is it Kenneth Copeland? Someone very popular came to um, GTA. And he said, where he was seated, the table he was seated, at the end of the program, one lady was saying, oh, that I didn't even get time, that they didn't let the pastor preach long enough. She didn't get time to even reach out to the pastor. That her leg had been paining now. She mentioned a disease, that she came here purposely for that. She was just lamenting. And the guy said, he just thought to himself that, he just asked her that, that, oh, that's why, that, can I pray for you? And they didn't look at him like you, that we're at the same table, that we're all coming to get anointed together. And then he says, okay. And the guy said, he laid his hands on her leg. It, it wasn't fasting. He was not the pastor. He was not the one to minister. He went to get blessed. He said, he laid his leg on her, his hand on her leg. And the lady shouted, and instantly she got healed in, in GTA. He said, she shouted, she joined. He said, oh my, she said, the people came there. Like, what happened? He said, see this man, guess what? He said that she invited him to her house the next weekend. She brought all her family. Like, they filled the house, her family members. And all of them gave their lives to Christ. The ones that were sick, were well, they know them and they were receiving healing. Stop toning down the light. May God help us in the name of Jesus. This message is for God's favorite house, Canada. And for anyone that is watching us, God is telling you it is time to arise. And I pray God himself will empower you in Jesus' name. Number three, we need to beware of light demons. There's something called light demon, like D-I-M-M-E-R. I don't know if there's any, is there any light demon. Like people that dim light. Or situations that dim light. Beware of light demons. What are light demons? I, I gave three categories. Well, the Spirit of God led me to three categories. You know, the Spirit of God loves us in this church. The way it breaks out, breaks down things for us to understand. It's amazing. Because when he gave me this in light demons, I was like, okay, let me just explain what that means. And he said, no, break it down. And he gave me these three categories. The first one, one of the, the first major light demon is living in sin. When you live in sin, you dim your light. Now, what happens is this. A lot of people mistake living in sin and mistakenly falling into sin. For all of you that read the book of Revelation 21, that are familiar with Revelation 21.8, I remember that scripture very well because myself and my brothers used to use it to attack ourselves as children. To stop when you want to catch someone that is lying. You know, you say, say all liars. <laughs> so it's when it says all liars. That means it's when it says, once you just say all liars, even though the scripture says all liars shall have their part in the liquid bones of fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We've been shutting the scripture to all liars. Say, my brother tells me now that someone, maybe something happened. I'll say, say all liars. Once he says all liars, <laughs> then, then I'll believe him. <laughs> so, so, so basically, but you know, that scripture, look at it. He said, all liars, all fornicators, all adulterers. Let me ask you a question. A child of God that maybe was going somewhere, something happened that by mistake, he lied and quickly confessed his sin. Is that person a liar? Eh? It, well, the person is a liar, but if the, I'm saying the person confessed his sin as against somebody that lives a perpetual life, life of lying. Now, let me get, get, tell you something. So, I, what I'm trying to do for you is to boost your faith a little bit because I know someone may be saying here today that, oh, but... I'm not right. I cannot do this sin. I can never do it. Yes, you've fallen into sin in the past. Make your way straight with God. But you cannot live a life of sin. I don't want to say that you make a mistake and you feel your life will never shine again. Are you getting my point? Some people, when they make an error, they're like, ah, my life will never shine again. My life is, is dead. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying living a life of sin, you know what I'm talking about. When you live in perpetual sin, there's something, there's a sin called the sin that easily beset. Something you keep falling into or something you keep repeating. The Bible says that you should confess your sin and forsake them. Now, what does grace do for us? When we sin, what does God do? He gives us the grace. I mean, when we sin, He forgives us. Then, what's the job of grace? Grace is not to keep forgiving you every time you sin, no. The power of grace is to keep you from sinning. Are you understanding me? So, my message to you today is perhaps you'll be living in sin. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus now. God will empower you to stop sinning. God will help you to stop sinning. And for anyone, maybe on your journey, something happens. You make a mistake, something happens. Please go back to God. Go back to God. What the devil uses is guilt. He says to you that you messed up yesterday. You can never do right. Which light? You never have light. Please always learn to return to God. Learn to forsake sin. This is not, you are not meant to live a life of sin. 
But if peradventure you make an error, something happens, you lie. There are some people that before we leave church today, they'll have lied. Ah, um, and you please drop me in my house. Oh, my car, I have to take my wife to work. Your wife is not going to work. May God forgive you in Jesus' name. Is that a liar or not a liar? Eh? eh? It's one of. No. <laughs> a liar is a liar. <laughs> Elijah is a liar. Are you seeing how these things happen? But let's not even take this out of context. My point is this. Living in sin. Because I had to get the distinction. I was like, ah, God, so if someone makes a mistake, the light will die. <laughs> no, living in sin. Don't live in sin. And you can't. Now, where people miss this, where people miss what I'm preaching. In fact, a lot of pastors never teach you this. Because people take advantage of it and mess it up. Where people miss this is they take that thing as a license to start living the life of sin. The Bible says, will you continue in sin and pray that grace may abound? God forbid. In fact, the fact that you have heard me now, your God is holding you more accountable. So you see that you, you go and lie, you fall into the gutter. <laughs> no, this one is not, they are, they are getting repercussions for it. Have, I've, I've told you these things now. Stop living a life of sin. <laughs> I'm not talking to Dio here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop. So a life of sin. A life of sin. We dim, we constantly dim your light. You can't live in sin. You can't constantly be fornicating. It will kill your light. It will. Why? The Spirit of God cannot live where there's iniquity. How, how is the Spirit of God in you and you are fornicating? What do you think the Spirit of God is doing at that time? Staying with you and watching you? You cannot. You cannot behold sin. And what gives light? What gives light? What gives light? It's the Spirit of God in us. If I go read the book of John chapter 1, go from verse 6 to verse 10, it talks about Jesus is the light. So, I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. Living in sin is a light, major light dimmer. The second category is some people in your life are light dimmers. These are the kind of people that when you meet, they have your... The only way I can say this thing is, I don't think there's any English word for this thing I'm about to say. So, you do you have to explain to carry? They have your mumu button. So, how do you explain that? Eh? They have your weak point. Okay, they have, they have you wrapped around their hands. Yes, there are some people you meet that they are like, do you know there are some friends? Let's be truthful. That you meet and it's difficult to say no to them. They trivialize the light of God in your life. Tell them that, you know what, I'm not drinking today. I'm just, I've stopped drinking. I've told you I don't drink again. Say, what's even wrong with you? Are, are you the only first person? They will trivialize it. Are you the first person to be a child of God? My friend, don't take this drink. What are you doing? And they will not rest until they make you fall, until they put you into trouble. Yes? They'll tell you it's good for the heart. Yes, they'll tell you the benefits of wine. They will even put it on their phone. Wine will make you live longer. This one, but it is, eh? So, you know, they will tell you so many things. Those are light demons. They are friends you have. Anytime you go to their place, you are not edified. First and foremost, what you watch in their house is a problem. Listen, for anyone that likes music, I keep talking about music. As you grow in God, listen to me. Now I've seen it. It's a light demon to be listening to worldly songs. I'm not joking with you. It dims light. Trust me. I mean, from experience, I'm telling you. So if you are a child of God and you are still listening to whiskey, all these people that sing, all these musicians, Drake, all these people, you tell me now that Drake is singing Christian song. Which Christian song? Is it inspired by the Holy Spirit? Bob Marley. It does, it, so you need to understand that there are spirits behind things that happen. There are a lot of gospel, beautiful gospel songs now. Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? You can't be a host of the Holy Spirit. I don't even know which song they sing now. But what's it? Give me a song. I don't like singing in the church. But how do we? How do I? I want to bring it home. Brian, do you know any? No, you won't know. Do you know? Demola, do you know any? Who likes music here? Who can? What's the song? Mr. Austin. Eh? Okpo is a song. What's Okpo? See, everybody not denying. See, everybody not denying. If you come into your car now, we put your playlist. Some of you, when you see Pastor Angie, you change. This Glory. It's a lie. You know yourselves. When you are driving, you are playing. You know? <laughs> eh, what, I want a song. Give me a link. Just, eh? Nobody knows any song again. 
Oh, yeah, I keep, I want, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I, I don't even, okay. So there's this song I heard when I came to Canada. I love the beat so much. But Ultimate told me, I've heard the lyrics. I don't play, I don't even want to say the word. So this song, I'm, ready, I'm going to refer to the third, a third party. It says, I have guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. Something like that. In your head. No, not your head. In their head. <laughs> you are too religious. In their head, okay. So, I mean, I would like, uh, no, 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 no. You know, I would like, wow, this song, is, I didn't know the lyrics. So imagine you're a child of God. You're singing, you have gone in your head. Spirit, with spirit. Then even says demons in my head. I mean, one part says demons in my head, and I won't. Yeah, in their head. Don't worry. <laughs> Are you getting me? So you listen to those things, and how can you host the spirit of God in that environment? Okay, that takes us to the third one. So we said living in sin. Some people in our lives, there's some environment and circumstances. There are some environments in your life. Trust me, no matter how strong you are as a child of God, you shouldn't go near them. There are some situations you shouldn't put yourself. I know a friend of mine that went for a child of God that loves God so much. He went for one of his friends, Bachelor's Eve, in the Caribbean. So they left their home they went to the Caribbean and he went with a group of young boys. And this boy's experience was that when they got into the villa they were used, they saw half naked girls, about 10 of them, running around. And they said, Jesus. <laughs> and they are, you know, these Caribbean people. And the guy was there, like Potiphar's wife. And the guy was there, nowhere to go. That's the end of the story I know for you. <laughs> and you know, for people's agenda, so that one was a mixture of two sets of things, environment and people. Because his friends were like, guy, your wife no dear, wife is not here. Like, this, this, we've paid this, this are your, for you take care of you, pamper you, reduce the stress in your life. <laughs> Everything that happens here, stays here. Is the Holy Spirit help me? But how can those people when you are feeding your eyes with iniquity? That's extreme. There are some other environment, there are some people's houses you go to that you know doesn't glorify. You know, whatever you discuss there will not glorify God. Maybe it's gossip, maybe something bad, it's just bad vibes. You have to be deliberate about cutting off. Cutting off. For some people, it's maybe you know, I had to leave a workplace. There was a time I actually prayed to God that God, I want to leave this office because of the level of iniquity there. First and foremost, the kind of things they used to do. Secondly, they never, we never have meeting in the afternoon. There are never meetings in the afternoon or morning. They're always in the evening, in a bar or karaoke. You go there. <laughs> I'll say, okay, I'm, I have to go home today. Say, Why are you? What, what's wrong with you? Why are you always just come today? Then you go to the place, you sit down, be seen iniquity up and down. If you have to leave a job because of that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, you see colleagues that will come, they will be a scandal in they will say, Oh, team, dance now, dance. <laughs> you know what you know what I'm talking about? Because they are they are younger than we have young people here, so I don't want to. <laughs> but thank God God delivered me from it. So we need to cut off. See, you have to be deliberate for your life to shine. Your light to shine. You need to avoid the light demons. So we are going to declare together, I receive the grace to identify. And cut off every light demon in my life. In the name of Jesus, I receive the grace to identify and cut off every light demon. Friendships that do not need to continue, I need to cut them off. Environment that I must not go to, the sin that easily besets. Lord, I pray that you open the eyes of your children to identify them. That they will know the triggers. They will cut off from those things. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Number four, quickly. We have just two, three more to go. Number four, our deeds and works are a reflection of light. Our deeds and works are a reflection of light. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, I'm reading from KJV. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works 
and glorify your Father which is in heaven. My question today, to us today is, how many people have seen your good works and glorified your Father which is in heaven? How many people have done that? How many people have seen your lifestyle or have, have seen something you do and said, wow, it's awesome to be a child of God. How many people have said, if this person, if this is how the life of a believer is, I want to be a believer. So you need to be deliberate about good works. Are you seeing that good works are not something, for believers, they say, you know what, it's not by works, it's not by works, it's by grace. But what's the Bible saying here? Of course, you know it's not by works, it's by grace that we get saved. But as a child of God, you are expected to produce good works. So people are meant to see the way you live and be like, wow, what's, what's, what's different about you? That's part of us shining our lights. You know, people are gossiping about someone, like we shared during the Bible study, I love that thing you did. And someone, you ask a question, you're like, have you really told this person about it? This person may not know. Let them be uncomfortable around you. Start changing the narrative. You've done, it's enough that you're uncomfortable around people. You start making them uncomfortable around you. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of us at work, people gossip and say all that, and you're very uncomfortable, you're like, oh, what's this? You now begin to reply. and say, have you told, I'm sure this person may not know. Have you spoken about it? Can I go tell them? They'll be like, no! <laughs> Whistleblower. <laughs> Can I go tell this person? They will, trust me, they will never gossip in front of you again. You will now become the new gossip topic. But it's not better. That is what... See, I don't want to jump the gun. We are getting somewhere. See. Okay, before... Oh, I mean, I don't know how to bring these things out. Matthew 5, 16, that same scripture, TPT says, don't hide your light. <laughs> Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Don't hide your light. You know, a lot of times as believers, we don't know. It's gradual. And the world is changing and we're beginning to accept funny things. I'm even me. I'm, I think I'm lost. I need to go and start reading more to understand what's even happening around me. Someone sent me a message recently. One of my cousins, um, the course um, specialist or something, and at the end of her name, she wrote she slash r, and I was like, ah, that does she mean? What does this thing mean? Like she, a woman should be like, what's she? My wife now to start educating me that she means she's identifying as a woman. She's a woman, but she has to now identify that she's a woman. Are you getting me? I'm like, ah. So if you're a woman now, you have to still write she so that they know that you're a proper woman. Now, I heard recently, guys, I don't know if you've heard this. It was my son that was even telling me. See what they, that they, they know in school, these young children. He said there's a new gender coming, coming out. What's that gender called? Super straight. These are straight people that don't have anything to do with transgender. So there are going to be two types of straight people. You know, we we are straight. Most all of everybody is straight. <laughs> we are all straight. So, so now we are, we are not just going to say you are straight again. You are going to, have to define yourself as super straight, so that that you don't do anything with transgender. You know that some people that were women before that, some men that changed to women. So they are not saying you can't have anything to do with those kind of new women. Those that are not super straight can meet with transgender women. <laughs> it's confusing. Now, let me, now let me, are you so are you seeing what the world is turning to? And we have to learn it. And someone will tell me that oh, if you don't do it, you're homophobic. You're not, but nobody's respecting my own opinion to not accept it, to not believe in it, to have an issue with it. But you have an issue with me for having an issue with it. Why can't I have an issue with you for having an issue with me? See, the whole thing is confusing. Guys, we need to shine our light. We need to shine our light. And our light will begin to shine from today in the name of Jesus. You know, even in the things, if you want, how many of us that have businesses named it after an angel or after a disciple or after Jesus or after anything scriptural? Let's think about it. Think about it. Even myself, I'm thinking now, God have mercy on me. What was I thinking? You did, yes, I know. Your husband. <laughs> How many of us thought of God 
let me tell you something. Guys, we need to shine this light. I remember God inspired my, my mom at a time and we felt as a family that wanted to venture into school education business. So we're going to set up a school as a family. So we had a board meeting and my mom said, oh, God has given her the name of the school. I said, what's the name? And when she told us the name, we're like, oh, my, this woman. The name of my mom's school is Glory to God Schools. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you are laughing. Let her catch you. Mommy, <laughs> you see these people? When you come to Canada, see what they are doing. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I didn't know it was to make you laugh like this. So is this so? I think I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to the name. Wait, now let me tell you something. You know what the Holy Spirit told her? He says that so that when people are calling the name, they will be glorifying God, irrespective of who they are. So, eh, all of us now say, say, let's be calling it GTG. It was a battle. My mom said, no, the name is glory. I said, mommy, first and foremost, you have eradicated Muslims and other religions, traditionalists from this school. He said, God says, glory to God. If I tell you that that school took the area by storm, Muslim, every, all, all religious, everybody brought their children to the school and they come, as they come to the gate, oh, we want to register our children in glory to God's schools. Why? The children, they are disciplined. The children, they are brilliant. By God, my first son is a product of the school. So they invested in getting the right people and God backed them up. Before you knew it, at the time I heard the revenue, I was like, Jesus! And the name is Glory. You see, see all of us now. See, part of light shining. You are turning down. You are, <laughs> this is your laughing. It's part of turning down light, though. I know. I'm not saying. Are you seeing? See the way we all laughed. Like, but, that, but our businesses should be praise the Lord. I know. It's not common. Yes. But guys, let me tell you, do you know our business should be like praise the Lord ventures? <laughs> Holy Spirit Inspiration Limited. Imagine, let me tell you something. So imagine that that kind of company makes it makes it to, now imagine, imagine that that kind of company makes it to Forbes list and all that. And the people in the world are saying, let's say, imagine that Apple was, was, was praise the Lord. I'm getting praise the Lord from 12. Praise the Lord. People will be praising God. Are you, are you guys getting what I'm saying? Yes, one of those buy shares. You say, what are you subscribing to? Praise the Lord. Even the Obama, every, everybody in the world say, praise the Lord. Biden, everybody, praise the Lord. Trump, praise the Lord. When today is talking about your company, oh, I'd like to welcome the chairman of Praise the Lord Limited. <laughs> if my father is in the congregation, my father will shout, Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So, declaration. I receive the grace to start reflecting God's light with my deeds in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive the grace to start reflecting God's light with my deeds. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the grace to start reflecting God's light with my deeds. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray that you will help us. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, we need your help. You've sent us this message because there is something you are set to do. And you are looking at people to partner with. You are looking at people to channel your power through. Lord, we receive the grace to show forth your light through our deeds. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Two to go. Number five. This one is very, very critical because you've heard it before, but have you really thought about it? You know one of the reasons why we are not able to fully shine our light? Because we want to please the world. We want to be children of God, but at least still be friends with the world. And guess what we use as example? We use Jesus. You say when Jesus was on earth, he used to be with drunkards and all that, but that's not, he's not following. When he used to be with drunkards, he wasn't drinking with them. What was he doing with them? Ministering the gospel. Touching lives. Now my question is, the drunkards you are sitting with, are you preaching to them? The Bible says, okay, before we go to the scripture, what is it? So what will you give this headline for number five? You can't be a child of God and a friend of the world at the same time. In fact, the Bible says, if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. So listen to me. If the world thinks you are cool, hmm. yes. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If the world looks at you and says, this guy is really cool, there may be a problem. Ah, Have you thought about it? 
if the world looks at you and says you're a cool person, wow, cool guy. Mm. Have you thought about it? Look, what does it mean to be friends of the world? You need, I think we should define it a little. We'll go there. But let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 4 verse 4, it says you have become spiritual adulterers. This stupidity. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Who are having an affair and an only relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's values places you at odds with God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. You can't be the friend of the world and the friend of God. As a child of God, let me tell you something. The world is meant to think of us as weird. We are meant to be unpopular. But it's because we've been accepting a lot of things. You know when I see believers going with all these trends, I mean doing all these challenges. Yeah, some of them are okay. But the one that you remove your clothes and stay in light, actually like whatever, radiating light, that's not normal. The one time I saw a pastor talking about it, I said, what's that? What was this? I went to Google, I went to read it, but I said, Jesus! I know, man, I'm very inquisitive. If I read something and I see people talking about it, I'm like, what are they talking about? I want to know, so maybe I can come and, but that, when I, was, I was going to talk about it in church, but I just said, I'm sure nobody here can be participating in that kind of thing. Silhouette challenge. Our people don't even know it. <laughs> we are already we are people of light. <laughs> but some people knew it too. Some men even knew it. Huh, that challenge. Hmm. <laughs> May God forgive you. See, you have heard light today. I mean, we need to stop those kind of things. I mean, you can't be a friend of the world. And the world is so powerful. The world. Guess what? Let me tell you something. The world is sweet. Anybody that comes to you and tells you that the world is horrible, is bitter, they will deceive you because that's what makes people fall. So until you know that the world is attractive to be in the world, it's not, let me play, play, tell you truth, truthfully, that's why people fall into it. That's what makes believers go around the world, they are, they are playing with the world because they don't know it's a, it can be a trap. It's not like it's bitter to be in the world. Some people are playing golf right now. Some people are playing basketball. They are doing different things right now. They can do whatever they want with their time. Sleeping, do whatever. Woman, do anything and they don't feel anything. Drink anything, have any kind of party. There's nothing constraining them. So if you are not careful, if you are, you know, just playing with the world, then you run by playing with the world. It's dangerous. You cannot be a friend of the, of, of the world and a child of God at the same time. No. If all your friends in the world like you, they're like, this guy, ah. <sighs> Have you noticed something? For anyone that has ever tried witnessing to a friend, especially for those friends that are very rugged and don't like, I mean, they don't want to hear anything, they start pulling back from you. My question is, why are they still very, very comfortable around you? If you are not careful, they will pull you into the world. No matter how strong you think you are. If you are a nine or a seven over ten, your scale of spirituality, and your friend is a 2, it brings you down to 4.5. You know how many people have gotten into trouble because of wrong friends? So let's just do this. By the time they're going to get people, they'll get both of you together. That's why the Bible says you should not be equally with unbelievers. You can't live like that kind of life. Yes, you can have them as friends, but I'm blessed. Guys, please take this seriously. You can't be a child of God and a friend of the world. A second scripture for that is Romans 12 verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, when, then, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, except what you are doing is to win them over. There's a time as the church, God's favorite, as we said, we will do everything possible apart from sinning to bring people to Christ. If that is the goal, okay. If the goal is, I want to maybe get close to this person so I can bring them to Christ. Good. But the moment you see that that person is now drawing you closer to them, you see they are leaving God small, small. Please run away. And go and re-energize yourself. Then maybe tell someone else to follow up. I mean, is that serious? The Bible says you should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. God will help us in the name of Jesus. Declaration for this before we go to the final one. Say after me, I receive the grace to choose God in every area of my life and do away with the world in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's just open our mouth and say, I receive the grace to choose God 
there is always a choice, God or the world. There's always a choice, God or mammon, that is money. Who will you choose? Who will you choose? How will you choose a byproduct over the manufacturer? I receive the grace to choose God in every area of my life. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The last but not the least, this one is not popular. A lot of you may struggle with this. I, I, I knew about this. I, I can never forget. I, was, I think I was about nine years old. I used to compete for my church back then in um, a game called Survival of the Fittest. So that game, you would see children line up and quote scriptures. So I used to quote. So I used to, back then, I used to have about 50 scriptures or 80. I used to have a lot. I knew how to start. I will first have an easy one. John 11.35. You know what that is. Jesus wept. And I will say John 11.36. And, and the people said, oh, how much he loved him. Then I'll move to Psalm 1 verse 1. Then I'll move to Psalm 123 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Then I'll move to Psalm 123 verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy. You know, so I used to do those games. Then there was this scripture. Then anytime I'm saying, ah, I'll say, God, is, it, is this scripture really true? <sighs> Can it be true? I pray maybe there is a change. But today, you know, when I was preparing yesterday, I, I was just looking through it again. I looked at different translations. And it's actually true. Now, what is the stop, what, what's the subtopic for this? Every believer must suffer as a result of their light. Did you hear that? I didn't say some believers. Every believer, every believer must suffer as a result of their light. You must be persecuted. So I see when I see believers praying against, against <laughs> praying away persecution, I'm like, it's part of it. If you are not being persecuted, who has ever been? I mean, I'm assuming we've all gone through some kind of persecution because we are children of God. Now, maybe your persecution is not as bad as the days of old, but you must have experienced something. People must have, you must have been unpopular at some point. People must have said, what's this goody to shoot? This guy, you're always doing like a good. That's part of persecution. You can't. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Please go read all the translations of this scripture. What does it say? Let's read together. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Did he say some that will live godly? What did he say? All. All that will live. So when I go to the commission, I say, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, for all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I say, God have mercy. For all that will live godly. So maybe if you've not been persecuted, maybe you are not living godly. Go check yourself. If your friends have not stopped associating with you because of Jesus, maybe there is something you are still compromising. Your friends are in the world should not be 100% comfortable with you. Why? Because you cannot stand darkness. Your friends that are in the world should, you know, you are going to get married and your friends are saying, oh, should we do a bachelor's degree for this? Your friends are even thinking, should we do a bachelor's degree for this guy? And they're like, forget it, that one. That one can never, that will, that one can never do. You know him, like, he will start with that scripture. He will turn it to praise and worship. <laughs> Please, take time. Go study this scripture well. Don't be afraid. God will give you the strength. But at some point as a believer, you will be persecuted. It may be at work. It may be relationships. It may even be your family. You will be persecuted. It may be your extended or nuclear family. You will be persecuted at some point. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 to 12, our last scripture for today. It said, how enriched you are when persecuted for doing what is right. For then you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. How blessed are you when people insult and persecute you? And speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So live for joy, since your heavenly reward is great. For you are being rejected the same way the prophets before you were rejected. How many of us like that scripture? Ah, everybody has calmed down. No, count it joy when you are persecuted because of Jesus. County joy 
when maybe there's something you want to do, there's a deal you want to close, and they find out you're a child of God and you lose the deal. Count it joy when you get yelled at in your children's school or something happens because your children are talking about Jesus or because you did something. It's part of it. When they look at your children and segregate them because they have Jesus, they're always talking about Jesus. Count it joy. At one point in our work with God, there will be something we will suffer for it. But God will give us the grace to pull through in the mighty name of Jesus. God will give you the strength to pull through. So what God is saying to us today with these scriptures we have read is, let's begin to shine our light. As we go into the week tomorrow, even from today, as we leave church today, let's start a different life. We are no longer going to be apologetic about our belief. We are no longer going to care about what people say. We are going to be all out in people's faces. Let You know, I've almost seen Christians telling other Christians to tone it down. They'll tell you, go for an event. They're like, hey, why are you always, what's wrong? You guys just calm down now. Huh? Is it not music? People, there are other people here. It's not everybody that is a Christian now. How much you always bring your own? My light is going to start shining from today. I remember, thank God for this. I thank God for your group, for these people that we are, you know, for our group. I know when we have events, we play, it's, it's, um, what's it called? Inspirational Christian music. When we have, when, you understand when we have our events it's not every church that does that I've been to events of churches where you some music here you say Jesus have mercy on me and when the people there are your seniors you just sit down and don't smile at them. you can't do anything your life has to begin to reflect like do you know what that means it means if you are throwing a party in your house like a barbecue and you have friends that come and they are not even Christian they are in the world what kind of music are you going to be playing it starts from that. You said what? It's what's on your playlist. No, what if they bring their own phone playlist? You said don't put it. I mean, I'm just telling you reality of life, oh. And, but the way they will look at you is like you are mad. And probably when you have a party the next time, they won't come. But I don't care anybody that will not identify with my Jesus. Go and sit down. I remember from time, my, my parents have very a lot of friends, but everybody know my parents. Every, no matter who you are, if you come for an Olushaki event, there will be no taste of alcohol. Not one sip. You're never allowed to bring it in. It, they must not see it. Then my father will embarrass you. Re- be the president. Say, sir, you are, this is a de- ter- terrible behavior. This thing I will kill you. Irrespective of position, you go to hell. <laughs> that is sorry if you are watching. But I know you're a little. So yourself, you don't want to embarrass yourself. What are you going to stand for? May God help us in the name of Jesus. Our final prayer. I receive the grace to live godly in Christ. No matter what comes my way. Let's open our mouth and begin to pray. I receive the grace to live godly in Christ. No matter what comes my way. I want you to begin to you begin to rekindle that light in your life. Begin to rekindle the light right now. Lord, we receive the grace to shine your light. We receive the grace to shine the light of the Most High God. We receive the grace, the grace, Lord, to be the light of the world. We receive the grace to be the light of the world. We are no longer going to live as we used to live. We are ready to be bold for you, Lord Jesus. We are ready to be unpopular for you, Lord Jesus. We are ready to go into the world and make a change. We are ready to go into the world and change lives. We are ready to go into the world, Lord, and do things that don't conform with the world. We are ready to go into the world and be different. We don't care what we lose, Lord. We don't care what what we miss, Lord. We don't care how people look at us, Lord. We are ready to shine your light, Lord. The world is not turning down its darkness. We are no longer turning down our light. We are ready to go shine to the world. The Bible says light shines in darkness. 
and darkness could not comprehend it. We are ready to shine our light in the darkness. We are ready to confront the powers of darkness. We are ready to stand different. Lord, we receive grace from you today. 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 We receive grace today, Lord. We receive grace today, Lord. We receive grace, Lord. We receive grace. We receive grace. We receive grace. Grace to stand for you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Perhaps you are joining us online or you are here physically. And you don't even know about this light you are talking about. We are talking about the, the one that is light himself. The one that carries the light. The one that was before the world began. The one that by his name or by, 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 by the pronouncement of God, things were created. The Bible says all things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. We are talking about this word that is the light. His name is Jesus. If you do not have him, I want to encourage you today to just take this opportunity to receive him into your life. Jesus is knocking at the door. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door of your hand and I knock. If you allow me in, that I will live with you and I will dine with you. God is saying, Jesus is saying, I want to come into your life. I want to live with you. I want to cause my light to shine through you. I want to change your life. If you are joining us today, you are saying, I want to have this opportunity to give my life to Christ Jesus. Or you were once in Christ, but you have lost your light. Your life, light has been switched up by the pressures of the world. God is saying, I am ready to rekindle that light. I'm ready to switch it back on. Come to me right now. God is saying, come to me right now. Wherever you may be, I want you to just say after me, just say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. Thank you for the grace to be redeemed. Thank you for not giving up on me. Today, I confess my sins before you. I forsake my old life. I'm ready to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm ready to begin a new work. I'm ready for the light to be ignited or rekindled. I'm ready for the light to be ignited. I'm ready for the light to be rekindled. In the name of Jesus, Lord, have mercy upon me. Father, I pray for your children, Lord. That as they have come to you, Lord, I pray that you will accept them. Your word says, whosoever shall come unto me, I shall in no wise cast away. Lord, they have come to you. Lord, I pray that you will rekindle their light. That they will begin to shine forth the light, even in this perverse generation. Thank you, everlasting Father. For everyone that is present here, Lord, I pray that they become carriers of light. No one will dim their light any longer. Lord, I pray for boldness. It takes boldness to really shine forth the way we need to. Lord, I know there's something you are releasing into all these lives. And you need them to make that part with you that they will shine forth the light. I know their lives they are ready to lift up so that the world will see your light through them. Lord, I pray that even as they have made the declarations today, that your spirit will continue to help them. That you give them the grace to shine forth their light. Lord, we are no longer backing down for the darkness of the world. They are in our faces. They are not turning down their darkness. We refuse to turn down our light. From today, Lord, we make a decision and we declare that we are shining our light in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. I prophesy to your life that through you, the sick will be healed. Through you, blind eyes will be opened. Through you, the lame will walk. Through you, demons will be cast out of lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I know that you have the power. There are times I've called upon you, Lord, when I, I knew I had no power of my own. And you answered me by fire. Lord, I pray for that same anointing upon your children. That any time they lay their hands upon the sick, the power of heaven will respond. The sick will recover. Any time they cast out demons. Lord, your word says, do not rejoice because demons obey you. It's just because your names are written in the book of light. life. That means that it is a normal thing. It is, it is not contest, contestable for demons to be cast out when we pronounce it. So I release the grace and the anointing upon you. That when you cast out demons, demons will flee. At the sight of you, demons will begin to tremble. By the time you make the pronunciation, they will flee. In the name of Jesus. Even if by error you trample upon snakes and scorpions, they will not harm you. 
if by reason of this your light that you are shining the world wants to poison you it will not affect you in the name of Jesus they may want to poison you physically it will not affect you they may want to poison you spiritually it will not affect you they may want to poison you emotionally it will not affect you because you have the fortification of the most high God that fortification is the blood of Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus upon each and every one of you Everyone joining us online, everyone under the sound of my voice, you will go into the world and you will shine your light from today. People will marvel at the God that you carry. In the name of Jesus, thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, Lord, because you raised giants today. Those that came in here, those that joined us here as men, as women, have become giants. Lord, give us the boldness to begin to shine our lights. Give us the boldness to begin to take the territories you have given unto us. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let's put our together for Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. 